different. Yeah, I'm different. And um, this sicha is so spectacular. I feel it's almost like the Abish is saying, you made it through this month. You deserve a real treat. So here's my sushi platter for you. It's almost like this is our prize. Um, learning um, in the schos of Erfor Shlema, Faharav Yosef, Yitzchak Matzim Achasya, and Le'ilui Nishmas, Masha Ba Shmuel Meir. We're learning Bereshis Gimel, Chelek Tesvav, Seif Aleph. Isa Bemedrash, the Medrash teaches, the Medrash, it's, it's written in the Medrash. Bisha Shaba Kadesh Baruchu Livreis Adam, Nimlach Bimalachi Hasharis. When the Abishu wanted to create the human being, he consulted with the ministering angels. Amrulai. So when they said, this is what I want to do, they said to him, why do you want to do that? Adam Zemativoy. Well, what is this person? What is this human being? And, and exactly what is the characteristic? Omar Lahem. So God said to the angels, his intellect, his cognition dwarfs yours, is greater than yours. So the Ebishter wanted to illustrate his, he wanted to back up his thesis that the human being's um, intellect far surpasses the angel. So he brought before the angel animal and said, this animal, what is its name? And the animals did not know. Then Hashem brought the same animal before Adam Harishan, Amar and Hashem said to Adam Harishan, This animal, what is its name? Amar, and immediately Adam answered, Zeshar, this is an ox, Zechamar, this is a donkey. So the Rebbe says, regarding this Medrash, So this particular Chachma, this particular ability, this particular cognitive ability, to be able to name each animal is explained in the writings of the Shalah HaKadosh. So the Shalah explains that the name has to allude to the source of that particular animal, of that particular species. And Adam Harishan was able to grasp the, the source and the antecedents of every creation. And in consonance with its source, Adam Arishan gave it a name. So in contradistinction to other languages where a name is arbitrary, so if we were to call the things we're sitting on tangerines, if we all agree that those are tangerines, no violence would be done to the concept of a cheer. We would simply call chairs tangerines. We would call our tables bananas. As, because in every other language, words are arbitrary. They're simply symbols that a group of people agree on to use in order to demarcate or to allude to something. But in Lashana Kaidish, the name itself is a manifestation of its source. And therefore, Lafi Shar Shay Nasan Shame. So Adam Arishan had to first locate 
or understand or know the source and then give it the name. And that was the Chachma that the Ebeshter uh, referenced when he said to the Malachim, his Chachma, the Chachma of human beings, surpasses yours. Asher Beloshen HaShalah, in the terminology of the Shalah HaKadosh, Biyediyas HaTachtoinim Yoda Soid HaMerkavas HaAlyonis. And being able to understand the lower level, he was able to locate the esoteric secrets of the celestial chariots of the Merkavos And this is in consonance with what the Magid, uh, with the teaching of the Magid that is quoted in the Arhatera on the Pasuk, and everything that Adam Arishan called that creator, that was its name because Adam Arishan was actually able to understand and discern and locate the spiritual source and therefore give it the appropriate name. Bitzarach Lahavis. The Rebbe says, I have two questions. Aleph, Lechaira, it would seem, Hasagas Mokar Vesherish Kol Dover Einaba Miribaya Chachma. Why did the Abish just say Chachmasai Miruba Mishalachem? The chachma of the human being surpasses yours. It would seem that being able to grasp the source and the antecedent of everything does not come from a uh, surplus of, you know, intelligence and cognition. Because when you're talking about understanding and knowing the esoteric secrets of the celestial chariots, this is not about your IQ. It's not about your level of intelligence. But rather it has to do with the refinement of your cognition. The more refined and the closer you are to spirituality, then you could say that the cognition is able to reach higher. But it's not about raw intelligence. It's about the refinement thereof. So why does the Ebesh just say to the Malachim, his intelligence dwarfs yours. Your, your intelligence is dwarfed by his. Bez. And my second question, the Rebbe says, is, How is it really possible to say that the angels did not know the names of the animals? As we understand, based on what the Rebbe uh, referenced here from the Shalah, that knowing the name is dependent on knowing the esoteric source and the secrets of the celestial chariots, which is the source of, of, of the created beings. And aren't angels, aren't the Merkavas Elyonis, the celestial chariots, comprised of angels? Don't they include angels? And in fact, we know that the angels are the, the root and the source of the animals, the, the, the wild animals and the domestic animals here below. And that's why the Nevi'im, and we also reference this in Davening, called the angels 
celestial animals and birds. So if they are celestial animals and birds, if they are part of the Merkavelyena and everything down here is a pale reflection of that reality because it's sourced in that reality. So how is it possible to say, it's like saying um, I, somebody that lives in the neighborhood doesn't know the streets of their neighborhood. How, how could you say that? that that's, that's the animal's turf. I'm sorry, the angel's turf. So they would certainly be familiar with the source of the animals below. The Rebbe says, and you're hard pressed to say, it. it's very difficult to answer this question by saying, because the animal, the, the angels are spiritual beings and their place is in the spiritual world. Therefore, they didn't know what was transpiring down here in this physical world. And therefore, they didn't know how to refer to the animals that are here below. They could not name them. But the Rebbe says, no, you can't accept that explanation. Because then, in accordance to with this explanation, that would mean that their inability to name the animals did not come from some inferiority in their level. But but Debesha said to the angels, his his cognition, his intelligence is greater than yours. According to this explanation, that the reason why the angels didn't name the animals is because they are in Ruchniyastika Elamais and they don't know what's going on here. This would mean that it was Mitzada This would mean that they could not name the animals down here below because they were higher, because they because they live in celestial realms. But that's not what Abisha told them. Abisha told them. You're not as great as Adam Arishan. This explanation would mean they're greater than Adam Arishan. So Rebbe says we can't say that. So we're left with our two questions. And the two questions are, number one, why would the Ebeshe use this term, when it would seem this is not about raw intelligence. It's about refinement. So what was the Ebeshe trying to say to the angels? And second, it's, it's strange to say that the angels were not able to name the animals, that they wouldn't know what the sources are. That, that's their turf. They know this better than anyone else. See if base, the Yuva and Bahaktim. So we'll understand this by prefacing. This saga of the Abishta asking Adam to name the animals precedes the Chet Eitzhadas. So at that point, it was consummate and perfect. And Adam Rishon was found there, like it says, David placed him in Gan Eden. And why was he there? He was there to work it and to guard over it. And so this is understood. So every detail of what Adam Rishon did in that era, 
shall lay him the super batera, and specifically that which the Torah tells us about, because we know that there are gazillions of things that happen that the Torah does not recount. So the Torah recounts it. So everything that Adam Rishon did at that time was part of working and guarding uh, the world. And more than that, even. Just like when you say somebody is tending to their garden. What does it mean? It means that they are making sure that their garden is in good order, everything is growing, and so on and so forth. So therefore, exactly in the same way, Adam Harishin working and guarding over Gan Eden, it effectuated a, um, an elevation of stature and holiness in Gan Eden. Even higher than the holiness of Gan Eden as God created it. So therefore, we have to understand, if Adam Arishan has to work the garden, and it's all about effectuating an ilui, what is the great ilui? What is the elevation that is being affected by Adam Arishan calling the different species by their names? On, on the contrary, in accordance with what the Rebbe so far told us, quoting the Shalav, it would seem that there was no novelty really in what Adam Arishan did. Because in effect, every animal, every species was already receiving its vivifying force from its source, from its antecedent before Adam Arishan called it. What did Adam Arishan do? So it seemed that all that Adam Rishon did was to uh, identify the Sherish, the source of each species, by calling it by its correct name. So, how is this a big Indian in La'avda So, once we understand that there has to be a big Indian here, because the Ebishter put him in the garden, and spiritually means to elevate the garden and to make it higher than it was already. Therefore, so you're forced to say two things. You're forced to come to two conclusions. Aleph, that it's not enough that when we talk about the Savaita, we're not merely saying that Adam Arishan was able to grasp the the source of each creation in order to identify it and call it by its correct name. Something much greater is going on. And Bayes, rock Adam Harishan says. And only Adam Harishan could do this and not the Malochim. Because his intelligence is greater than yours. These are the words that David told to the angels. So Reb is now going to explain um, the, 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 the deeper understanding of this exchange between the Ebishter and the Malachim. Gimel. And the explanation is as follows. And note that um, 
this is a journey that's going to unfurl and there's going to be different levels here as to, as to the, the various lessons that, that the Rebbe wants to impart. Although we know it's a rule, it's an axiom, that every creation below has a source and is rooted above, and like the Gemara uh, teaches and, and the Medrash teaches, every blade of grass has a celestial flow that causes it to grow. And for example, the source of the ox below, whom is sourced in the face of the angel that looks like an ox in the celestial chariot. This notwithstanding, there really is no way to compare the creation to its source. So, yes, the creation has a source, it has an antecedent, but you really can't compare them at all. That explains why. Even after you factor in the whole histalshos, the whole series of gradations through which the godly light is obfuscated and shrouded, and no matter how many gradations in this chain-like effect there should be, there really is no way that a physical thing can emerge from its spiritual source. No matter how removed you might say it is, as is known, that the very coming into existence of physical matter from spirituality, he rock is only something that God Almighty can do because Hashem can do anything. And it's only because the Abishter transcends any impossibility that you can have this jump, this leap, this transference that from a spiritual source above, Yishavu Nivroim Gashmim, should come into existence physical matter. That's, that's not possible, except for the fact that, of course, the Abishter can, there's nothing impossible to, for the Abishter. Why does the Rebbe mention this? And therefore, once we understand this, the knowledge, just the knowledge, that the source of the ox below is from the face of the ox in the celestial chariot, is still not enough. In other words, yeah, okay, you're right. The heavens are the angel's neighborhood. You're right, they do know the source. But knowing the source is not enough to call the ox below by the name of its source. Because once something becomes a physical creation, it has no, it has no connection. 
to its source. And now we're in a better position, although we're just beginning this position of being able to understand what it is that the Torah is telling us when the Torah tells us by Yikra Adam Shemus that Adam Arishan called the names. Shekara, Rebbe says, because to call really means Alpichasidus, Behim Shech Hanivra. He was able to call forth, not just simply to articulate a name, not just simply to identify a name. He was actually able to call forth the source of the creation. That came down and was drawn forth into the creation below. Dalit. And now we understand the connection between the, the Adamarishan calling the names and his working and guarding Gan Eden. Well, what, what's the Shaykhaz? So that explains, because mitzad habriya atzma, because when you're talking from the perspective of creation, with all of the limitations and all of the delineations of a physical world, even in Gan Eden, the most perfect and consummate aspect of the world. And especially if you're talking about Gan Eden before Chet Eitzadas, from the perspective of Bria, there is no manifest connection between the created being below and its source above. Um, however, you're talking about Gan Eden, and Gan Eden has such great holiness that it cannot tolerate sin. Cannot tolerate sin. And still in all, irrespective of the fact that we're talking about Gan Eden, before Chet Eitzadaz, Zehu Or Shalafi Erech Olam Hazebovat. But we're still talking about a very limited holy light that is in consonance with the created world. So as holy as any aspect of the world might be, you're still talking very limited aspect of celestial light. And now we're in a position to understand the superlative characteristic of Adam Arishan. He affected as Hakishur ben Hanivroim Lamata Lasharsham Lamaila. Through giving them names, he connected the creations below with their source above. And even more than this, he didn't just connect them with a tenuous connection. He connected them with an absolute unity. So much so that the name of the animal that would be called by all people by that name, you didn't have to be very old and you didn't have to be very, very smart 
to call an ox a shore and to call a, a donkey a chamor. But these names would be called by all people, Lamata by who lefi ha The names are in consonance with the letters of its spiritual source above. So Adam Arishan was able to affect such a strong unity that we would all casually just call these animals by names that are actually reflective of very, very, very high levels above. But Adam Arishan was able to effectuate this unity. And now we circle back to answer the Rebbe's original question. What's this got to do with Chachma? Exactly what kind of Chachma are you talking about that Adam Rishon has that the animals don't, that the, that the angels don't have? Although the Malachim also knew that the source of the ox, for instance, is in the face of the ox in the celestial chariot, still in all, but they are unable to affect the connection between the source of the creation with the creation down here below. It's not in their toolbox. It's above their pay grade. And the Rebbe references the Hasidic interpretation of the words, and Nephilim is a reference to angels or or a reference to giants. But according to Hasidus, what is it? When a malach comes down into this world, he becomes one who falters and falls. He's a neifel. Why? Because an angel cannot surmount the the material, corporeal thingness of this world. Only a person, the Rebbe says, can steer the material, physical, corporeal world in its eye and say, I got this. I will call your bluff. You're just a facade. But an angel can't do that. The angel becomes overwhelmed. Because an angel cannot be within this world and simultaneously and the same time be connected to the godliness that transcends this world. Only a human being can do that. Only and specifically a human being. That is called the Adam from the Lushan Adam Elion, likened on to the, to the supernal, to the Abishter. A human being is similar to God, because we are not limited. 
Oh, now they tell us after this kind of Tishrei. But we made it because we're not limited. And a human being is comprised of the celestial and the physical, the, the, the above and the below. And only in such a being, and therefore a human being can connect the above and the below. That that which is below should be united with, with its source above. So it's not just a matter of identifying the source above. If it was just a matter of identifying the source above, then you're right. Yes, the malachim should know their neighborhood better than Adam Arisha. But if it's about connecting the two, if it's about creating a yichud nifla, only a human being can do this. And now we understand what the Ebesha said to the angels, His chachma is greater than yours. So the Rebbe says that when the Medrash says it's a particular understanding of Chachma. And we know famously that we're told who is the Chacham, who is an, who's a smart person, so the conventional understanding of this is the person who will see what will come as a result of what you're doing. That's, that's the conventional understanding of that if you're really smart, you'll stop, you'll, you'll take a beat before you do something, and you'll think to yourself, well, what's going to be the result of this? Right now, it might feel very satisfying to scream at this person, but what is going to be the result? Okay? So that's the conventional understanding. The Rebbe says, Kepeir Shabbeinu Hazakin, the Alter Rebbe gave us a different understanding. Sheroya Koldover, Ech Noilad, Vinishabe, Bidvar Hashem. That who is a Chacham, a person who can discern in everything how it came into existence through the words of Hashem. And as has been mentioned many times, that's why in Hebrew, everything is called a dover, because it came into existence from Hashem's dibor. So who is the chacham? The one who is able to discern in every physical thing how it came into existence from Hashem's words. Hainu, meaning, sheroya es ha-hoylada ve-ha-hishabos shel He sees the antecedents of its existence. How it came into being from its source in the words of Hashem. Hamalachim, the angels on the other hand, on the other hand, from the perspective of their intelligence, they're able to see as they're able to see the godly strength that is enclosed, that is vested in creations. Avaliris, but to be, see, but to be able to see, not as it is below the Kayach Hashem that vivifies it, but to be able to see in its coming into existence, its source above, 
Zehu dabar she'enay begidre shal malach. That is not in the capacity of a malach. Not in their toolbox. V'davka adam harishin. Only adam. Asher chachmasay miruba mishalachem. Whose chachma was greater than theirs. Hayayachal lirez benivar shalamata. As hayayasay miyuchad im shorshay lamayma. So the person can see the connection. In this physical world, can still discern the connection. The angel gets overwhelmed by the physicality and it cannot grasp and it cannot see the connection, the unabating connection between above and below. It could see the holiness that causes this physical thing to remain in existence. Yes, that it could see. But it's almost like it's truncated from its source above. And only a human being can see that, despite the fact that we live in a physical world. And that's why it wasn't enough that Hashem said to the angels, wonderful, beautiful angels who stand around me and keep saying Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish all day and all night. You're so good to me. You acknowledge my holiness, but you know what? Chachmasai, his intelligence, Meruba Mishalachem, is far greater than yours. It wasn't enough for the Abishtah to tell this to the angels. He actually had to show them, Kriyas Shemais, how Adam Arishan was able to call the animals by their names. It's like you give somebody a recipe and then you realize that uh, this is not going to work. So you go and you show them how to measure the flour and how to measure the sugar and what to put in first, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've all been there. We've all done that, right? You give somebody a task and then in your mind, you're like, uh, let me do some damage control prophylactically. Okay, I'm going to show you what to do. So that's what they just have to do with the malachim. Lefisha inin kazeh, because this thing, this superlative characteristic of a human being, the connection between the above and below, a malach can't even grasp the idea, never mind effectuate it, cannot even grasp it. For as long as the Abishtha did not actually illustrate, show them that the human being was doing this, they couldn't absorb the idea. They couldn't integrate the idea. They just couldn't get it. Vav. Now, the Rebbe is going to bring the whole thing up a million notches. Okay? So till now, Rebbe asked questions on the Medrash. The Rebbe explained the answer and explained the superlative characteristic of Adam over the angels. But now the Rebbe is going to add a whole new dimension. And he references another very, very famous Medrash. So we're all familiar with this. The Medrash says that before Matan Terra, there was like an edict and that which was above could not come below and that which was below could not go above. And 
And this was actually the definitive characteristic of Matan Terah. It was like the Gemara says, they already had all the information that was given in Matan Terah. They already had all the details of Mikia Erev Chatzeres. So it wasn't the information that was new in Matan Terah. It was the ability to fuse heaven and earth, that physical matter should be elevated and that spirituality should be able to permeate and saturate the physical world. Omizem move on, and from this is understood. That although Adamarishan was able not only to call, but to bring down the source of the creations from above to below. And he connected them in such a perfect fashion that the name of the creation below was completely fitting and perfect to its source above. And therefore, not just its name, but the, but the creation below was perfectly calibrated with the source above. But all of this was still nothing compared to what happened when the Gezeru was taken away at Matan Terah and El Yoinim could come down to Tachtainim and Tachtainim could go up to El Yoinim. And the explanation is as follows. As explained, Adam Arisham was able to affect a connection between the creations with their source and their antecedent above. Dahainu meaning. Okay, here comes the new aspect. Adam Arisham was able to connect them with the aspect of godliness that already has a connection to this world. And more than that, the way in which godliness was funneled, as it were, as a source to this individuated creation, not just physical creation in general, but this substrata, this sub-aspect of creation, for example, the connection between the ox below and the face of the ox on the celestial chariot. But what happened in Matan Terah? We know that the name Havaya has to do with transcendence. And the name Elohim has to do with God's imminence. So the Rebbe is explaining that by Matan Torah, what happened? Anoichi Hashem Elokecha. Hashem fused the transcendent with the imminent. The name Havaya, that is higher than the constraints and the construal of this world. The name Havaya is It's taking past, present, and future, and fusing them at once. Totally transcendent. What happened in Matatayr? Naase elekecha. That transcendent power became your God, but Hasidus explains it became koichacha v'chayuscha. Shall call ish Yisrael. 
you got that transcendent koyach, you got that transcendent vivifying force. And through this was effectuated a connection between the transcendent aspect and it became and funneled down the source from the world above to the world below. And therefore we find and therefore we find that again, by their, their first real meltdown was when Hashem created the human beings. But maybe the, the even greater was the meltdown when Abishu wanted to give the Torah to human beings. I believe that um, Vivi taught the Sicha last year about this what the Gemara teaches, that the Malachim Tanu, they complained, Hamuda Gnuza what are you going to do? You're going to take your beloved hidden treasure? You want to give it to human beings? Why would you do that? What are human beings that you should even remember them? The angels launched a very concerted effort to get Hashem to change his mind and keep the Torah in Shemayim. And this is the famous Sikh of the Bar Metzah. You're talking about the Torah. The Torah is the, the zenith of everything spiritual and elevated. How are you going to bring the Torah down and give it to human beings? They're going to take it, they're going to reform it, and they're going to reconstruct it, and they're going to conserve it. Uh, who, who needs this? And Davka Meshur Benu was able to, to achieve this, was able to grasp this, was able to accept this. He was able to be the, the facilitator of completely ridding this gezera, this edict that separated the above from the below, until they become one thing. Okay. Now the Reb is going to, and this is not a surprise, um, explain how we need both modalities. We need the chibor that was effectuated through Adam Arishan by naming the animals, and we need the chibor, we need the connection that was effectuated through Matan Because actually, it's two different kinds of connections, both necessary. Siv Zayin. Both of these above-mentioned connections between the above and below. Aleph, chibor hanivra im the connection of the creation with its source. And this happened through Adam Arishan. And secondly, and the connection between the creation and the godliness that transcends creation. And this happened This exists in the personal avoida of each and every one of us. It's 
It's explained in Hasidus. She'inyin bracha is kriya shema. Now what's the inyin of the brachas that we say before kriya shema? And we speak about what the Malachim do and how they prance around God and they call him Kaddish, Kaddish, etc., etc. What's, what's the purpose of this? How is this How is this a preparation for our saying Kriya Shema? So Hasidus explains, in order that a person should be able to uh, to be mekayim, what we're going to say, that you should love Hashem, bechol levavcha, and Rashi says, b'shnei yitzarecha, with both aspects, hainu shagam ha-nefesh ha-bahamis tovei la'avas Hashem, that you should be able to bring your nefesh ha-bahamis to love Hashem, yesh lahazbir la-tchila. First, you have to explain to your little nefesh ha-bahamis all, shebe'emis eich that really, she doesn't have any beef with Kedusha. She really is not opposed to Kedusha. Why is she not opposed to Kedusha? Because where does the Nefesh Bahamas come from? The Nefesh Bahamas has its root and its source in the in the in the celestial beings in, in the in the malachim and what are they busy doing and they're not just doing it they're doing it barrage god they do it with passion they do it with a lot of noise and when the yid says these brachas before kriyashma and explains what's going on above and explains the nefesh bahamis that this is her source. That's where she comes from. So why would she be against the Ahavta Hashem Al-Kecha? Now the Rebbe says, I know what you're thinking. Well, L'chaira ain't a move on. L'chaira, it would seem this is not understood. What, you're going to sit down and you're going to explain to your Nefesh Bahamas, you should know where you come from. When practically speaking, in the way that Nefesh Bahamas comes down, her entire control is to oppose Kedusha. So really you think having this little chat before Shema is going to help? What's, what's going to be the Tayelis here? What's going to be accomplished? But the Rebbe says, but let me explain to you what we just said above. That every human being has the kayach, not just to explain what the source is. Because what did Adam Arishan do? He didn't just identify their source. He created a connection between the creation below and the source above. So this is possible for us also. That when we remind the Nefesh Bahamas where she comes from, it actually effectuates an abnegation on the part of the Nefesh Bahamas to holiness.
no pressure, but it seems like uh, <laughs> we can accomplish a lot, which only means we have to accomplish a lot, which only makes it all the more daunting to learn this. Sevches. Amnam, however, now the Rebbe is going to double back. He's going to say, unbelievable, unbelievable what a Yid is able to do. I feel like I now have to daven again. I do not think I um, daven properly this morning um, and had this chat with my Nefesh of Bahamas. Um, but the Rebbe says, but as great as you think this is, Amnam, so effectuating this bitle on the part of the Nefesh of Bahamas, why? Because you had a chat with her and you explained to her that she comes from the Malachim above. And what are the Malachim above doing? They're Biraj Gadol with great passion and noise every single day. They're telling Hashem how holy. So you come from there. So what are you going to go against holiness? The Rebbe says, but even if you were able to accomplish this, hurak bitl hanivra, all you would be doing would be abnegating the creation. What's going on here? You're, you're going to be mivatel. You're going to kind of disarm the Nefesh Bahamas because you're going to explain to the Nefesh Bahamas that it comes, it's Shurish above, is from Malachim. But what are you doing? But the angels themselves are still created beings. They themselves are not completely in bittle to the Evishar. And so you're not really fulfilling the kavana. Because what was the kavana of bringing the neshama down here below? The neshama is a neshama above. What do you have to schlep her down for? What's the kavana? You didn't just come here to knock up the nefesh of Bahamas and cut it down to size. And you're going to say, look where you come from. But where does it come from? It comes also from a nevra. No, you came down here for the nefesh elokis, which is a chelik elokam mimal mamash, to become one with the nefesh of Bahamas. And this possibility was given at matan because only a matan was completely eradicated the separation between Alyanim and Tachtaim. And the Rebbe says, It didn't just happen on the macrocosmic scale. By Harsinai, it happened that we can actually come to this level in our microcosmic selves. And now you're talking the emesibitl for which the Abisha created the whole world. The Rebbe says, like my father-in-law, the Holy Rebbe wrote in a letter. And if you look at the footnotes, you could see that this concept is sourced in the terror of the Baal Shem Tov. Asherov haguf lelechem gashmi, that the hunger of the body 
for physical bread or pizza or steak or sushi. Comes from the hunger of the neshama for the spiritual sparks that are embedded in that food. Hainu meaning. Rabbi says this means that the physical matters, the natural aspects of our persona, that would seem to be really just physical. It really has only a shaykhus to guf. It has a shaykhus to nefesh Bahamas. What really is a shaykhus to nefesh to chvei sourdough? But the Rebbe says no. They're connected to the neshama. In the natural hunger of the body, it's dafka through the physical hunger that the true and innermost hunger of the neshama finds expression. Good. Okay. Fantastic. No, but on the other hand, although the Rebbe has now described a yichud nifla, a wondrous connection between the nefesh alakis and the nefesh abahamis, ein ze amitos shleimus habir shal nefesh abahamis. This is still not the completion. This is still not the fruition of the beer of the Nefesh Bahamas. Why? Because this bitl doesn't come from the Nefesh Bahamas. But it comes through the union of the Nefesh Bahamas with the Nefesh Bahamas. And in that union, the Nefesh of Bahamas kind of loses its own control. And this is true of the world in general. The Rebbe says this is still not the ultimate level of of What was the ultimate intention of the Abish with creating the world? That that which is below should make a dear Leisberg. Not because something that is above, that transcends, will cause it to happen. So it's the difference between your children behaving because you're watching them and your children behaving when you're not watching them, which is really the ultimate of what every parent wants. So the Abishad didn't create a dear lady's bar. Didn't, that's not what the Abishad wanted. That the nefesh ha'leki should come and unleash its magnificent power and completely disarm the nefesh of Bahamas. No. The tachlis is that the nefesh of Bahamas in and of itself should want to make a dear lady's bar. It should be mitzad in yonam gufa. It should be from, 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 from the physical, from the from the from the material, from the nefesh of Bahamas itself. 
ומזה מובן שהביטול הניפל באולם מצד המשחס אלוקוס על ידי תרא מצווס. And so therefore it's understood that the abnegation of this world that comes as a result of bringing down Elokus to Torah Mitzvahs, af shebitl ze nifal bitachtoinim kufa, even though this bitl is effectuated in the lower realm, me'acha shebitla hagzer ben aliyam tachtoinim, because by Harsinai was, was, was completely rescinded the edict that separated the above from below, hine bitl zehu mitzad aliyonim, but this is still all coming mitzad aliyonim, because Torah Mitzvah is Mitzvah Al-Yanim. And therefore, you don't have the completion of the Inyan of Dir Yisbarach, because the completion is not just that there should be a Dir Yisbarach, but that the Dira should come Meitachtoinim. It shouldn't only be Bitachtoinim, but it should come from below. That the Tachtain itself should create this Dira. And the ultimate is she obeys Hamilis. Now, the ultimate, that is, ultimate is that there should be a fusion of both. That it should be a complete abnegation to Kedusha. And at the same time, it should be a grassroots efforts from below. And this would seem to be an impossible task. Because if it's from below, then the below fields itself. If it fields itself, it's not a complete bitum. And this is what the Rebbe said earlier, that only an Adam, that's Murkov, that's comprised of both Alyanim and Tachtainim, can do this particular avoida. Now, the Rebbe already disabused us of thinking that angels are higher than human beings. Already taught us that an angel can't do this, only a human being. But now, the Rebbe is going to take us further into this idea by referencing not just the celestial animals and birds, but the animals below in general physical matter, and it's great level, somewhat counterintuitively, because we always think Ruchnis is higher than Gashmias, but Hasidus teaches us that Gashmias is higher than Ruchnis, and when Mashiach comes, the Neshama is going to be fed by the Guf. And I'm not going to go off on this tangent, but we know famously Hasidus teaches that Avram and Sarah, Avram is the Neshama, Sarah is the Guf, the Gemara says there were three that tasted Olam Haba when they were still in this world. Because David should told Avram, everything that Sarah tells you, listen to her. He already had the level of the Neshama being Nizun from the Guf. But I digress. Okay. So now let's look into this next part. The Yuvan Alpi Hayadua will understand this based on the well-known idea. Hasidus teaches that the source of the inanimate, the vegetative, and the animal strata of this world comes from Olam HaToyhu. This is a higher level than the source 
of the Medaber, the human being, the speaking one, because the human comes from Olam Hatikun. And this superlative quality and source of the daimim samech and chai above is recognized and comes to expression in their existence here below. And as Hasidus explains the reason for this, this expresses itself in the fact that animals have a um, natural subservience that human beings don't have. You know how we always say that the mile of the human being is that the head is above the heart. But by an animal, the head and the heart are on the same level. And we say this as, as um, this is the mile of the human being over the animal. But here the Rebbe is fetching the opposite. The mile of the animal over the human being is the hachna, the subservience. They don't have the delusion that they are actually masters of their own destiny. They don't walk upright. They walk in a form of subservience because they're cognizant of this. They feel this. Like it says, when Mashiach comes, Jehovah says, a young child will be able to lead animals because the fullness of their subservience will be on display. And this is because animals come from Olam HaTayu. And what's Olam HaTayu? The, the abnegation to godliness is higher in Olam HaToyu than it is in Olam HaTikun. And like Hasidus explains Toyu, right? Toyu is a place where there's a surplus of light and a paucity of vessels to contain the light. Olam HaTikun, there's a surplus of vessels and a paucity of revealed light. So the animal below di- displays the reality of its source below in Olam Hatayu. It's all Getlachkeit. It's all Kedusha. It's all godliness. And in the face of godliness, there's real hachna. There's real humility and subservience. The zehu habitul hamiti shanifal ba'olam mitzada olam kufa. And this is the beetle that is, effectu- that is effectuated not through Torah mitzvahs, which is actually an import from above, but this is native to this world. This is hachna, this is abnegation to godliness that is inherent in the world. Sha'al because when you do Torah mitzvahs and you spread the light of Torah, you irradiate the world and you reveal the truth. You reveal the truth that the fact that the world stands in a state of abnegation to the human being is not because we are stronger and not because we are smarter 
and not because we're more creative, but only because of its source in Eilam Hatoyu, where there is complete bitul elikus. So the whole new way of understanding the words in Bereshis, pru urvu milus aret dikivshuha. Conventionally, we think, ah, here comes the human being, the zenith of God's creation, and we are going to, we're going to conquer the world. The Rebbe says, but when you understand this properly, the Torah and mitzvahs that you do only reveal a spectacular truth about this world. You think this world is just a stool, a step stool to get to heaven. Hasidus comes and tells you, no, 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 no. This world, this world, this physical, the, the inanimate, the vegetative, the animal life, they come from a higher source than you. They're screaming, inherent in their nature is to scream this truth. The Rebbe says in Yud, and this is in consonance with what was mentioned, explained above regarding Adam Arishan calling the names of the animals. Asher Aleph. Hagam shachayas dechol nivra mitsuyeres lefi shorshay. Although each creation has a vivifying force that is formed in accordance with the source, afal pikein, nevertheless, kedei shahadavar yurgash benivra, in order that the created being should feel its source, so the Rebbe says, there is inherent and endemic to each created being its subservience to its godly source. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Adam HaRishayim contributed something above this. And what did he contribute? By calling out its name, he contributed that the created being should feel its source. And that was only possible through Adam Rishon. And secondly, This was only possible through Adam Rishon calling the names. What does it mean, the names? The names is a revelation of the Kesher between Hashem. No, between the name and the vivifying force that is in the creation and its source. al in like fashion, and how much more so, how much more so this applies to the beetle that exists in the inanimate, in the vegetative, and in the in the animal life, vis-a-vis their source in Olam Hatayum. Aleph. First of all, nidreshes nesinas koyach va'avoyda nefredes kadeshe yurgash behem sheteva habitul shalahem ba mitzat habitul dishorshem leelakus. First of all, it's necessary 
they need a very specific avoda in order to feel that their bittle comes mitzad, the bittle of their source to godliness above. And Bayes, it's necessary for there to be a connection between Daimim Sameach and Chai, Im Shorshim Ba'ilam Hatayu, Kosher Im Inin Hashem. And this connection has to be Dafka through a name. Why? Asherhu Hatsinur Hamakashar Isam Lasharsham. Because only a name is the conduit that can connect them. So there has to be a specific avoida that calls forth this sensation that they should be able to feel that their bittle is not just, well, they were created that way. You're going to say a cow was created to, to be docile. No. If there's a special avoidance necessary that the cow should feel, I think it's docility, that her docility is because of her source above. And how can the cow feel this? Only through the name that connects her to her source above. And that's only possible to Adamarishan. Rabbi says, we might say, this is what the Maharash explained in his Maimorim a hundred years ago. About the wonder of the subservience to Hashem that exists in Olam HaToyim. And he explains, Okay, so Marash explains that even the, um, the strength that exists in Eilam HaTayim, so let's, let's just take a moment. So what, why was there Shviras HaKelim? Because there couldn't be integration, because each or asserted itself. Okay, take a word. If every word in the word, if every letter in the word here, H-E-R-E, wants to remain its own entity, you can't have a word. You can't even have the word he if the H and the E assert themselves exclusively and vociferously and refuse to merge. They refuse to synthesize. They refuse intersectionality. They refuse to come together. That's what happened in Elamatayah. And that's why there was Shvira Sakelim. But the Maharaj explains, so take a look what he's explained to us here, that this tkifos, that this strength, you might even say this obnoxious behavior, because of this, there was Shvira Sakelim. And this is alluded to in Bereshit. We have um, all of these kings enumerated and they reign and they die. And Hasidus explains that this is talking about what happened in Olam ha Hatoyu. They reigned, each one of these lights reigned, and they and they and they fizzled out. Vayamas, they died. But shalom. But this is not because of arrogance, God forbid. Ella Adrab, the Marash explains, Hadavar me'oitzam. 
it was because of this unparalleled strength of desire to want to merge and cleave onto the Ein Saif, which is the only Yesh Amiti, which is the only true existence. That's why each one of those lights asserted itself to that degree. And the Rebbe Marash, he links this, he connects this with the fact that Eilam is called Behema. And the word Behema, Nutrikun Ba-Ma, is comprised of two words. There is Ma. What does Ma mean? So Eilam Hatikon is called Adam, and Eilam is called Behema. And Behema is comprised of two words, Ba-Ma. Asher Hurak Begimatria Ma. Adam is Begimatria Memhe. What's a Gematria? A Gematria is a veiled reference. Lefisha Ba'Eilam Hatayu Habitul ma liyesh hamiti who begilui v'loy rak ba'ifin shel gematria v'hu ba ma ma be'etzem. Okay, let's take a look at this. Chassidus uh, talks often about the shame havaya and the milui of the shame havaya, and there are different miluim. There are different ways in which you could spell out each letter of the shame havaya. So yud, yud, vav, dalit, etc., etc. And when you spell it out in a certain way, it comes to 45. It comes to the shame ma. So we said that the shame havaya is the transcendent name of Hashem. It's the ultimate bitl, right? So the Rebbe explained that Eilam Hatoyhu, the Rebbe Marash explained, Eilam Hatoyhu is called the shame behema. And what's behema? Ba, ma. There you could see very, very clearly ma. You could see transcendence. You could see Shema Vaya. But in Eilamatikon, Eilamatikon is called Adam. Yeah, Adam is Bigematria Ma. It's in Bigematria Memhe. It's in Gematria of, of the transcendence. But it's only Gematria. It's in a veiled way. Whereas in Eilam Hatoihu, you could see Ba Mamish, you could see Ma. You could see the Beetle Leyesh. Ha'amiti in a very open and manifest way. And not just like in a veiled reference. That this means the following. The Rebbe says, okay, now let's dial this down because everything has to also be understood on the level of pshat. Alpipshat Behema is the name for a species here below. And from this is understood, which is comprised of This whole Indian of ultimate abnegation doesn't just exist in the in the Lamata. It also exists here 
in the physical world. And like the Hebrew explained, that this is why animals act the way they do. It's a reflection of where they come from and this ultimate bitl. So all of this is on one hand. On the other hand, but because oilam is sourced, right, etymologically in helam behester, godliness is shrouded and obscured, harigam inyin zeh, this inyin too, shahabitl to behemoth nimshach mehabitl beshorshim boilam atayu, that the bitl, the the abnegation and the subservience of animals below comes from their subservience into their source above, who behelam behester. We don't see this in very manifest form. We're afraid of beers. We don't see how they're subservient to us. But now we have a new understanding and appreciation of why, for instance, Daniel was able to subservient the lions. They were afraid of him because they saw Elokus. But, but Lemaisa, some of us are even afraid of domesticated animals. Never mind the beers. Achi Tachin. So much so that it's possible. This truth is so obfuscated that it's even possible for these very creations that come from Elamatayu, that are sourced in subservience, to actually manifest behavior that seems in complete contradiction and to threaten Adam. Adam, Queen Adam. We come from a lower place. And yet, we live in a physical world that can obfuscate the truth. And they seem to contradict and to come up against Adam, that is Adam Eleelian. So, on one hand, we come from Adam Tikkun, but on the other hand, we're Adam Eleelian. And these creatures have such a high source, but in this world, that's, that's hidden, that's shrouded. And they even seem to have the chutzpah to go up against us. So listen to this. Listen to what the Rebbe says here. Therefore, when the Maharash explained this in a Maimer Chasidus, and what's a Maimer Chasidus? It reveals the innermost truth of Torah in this world. It creates new realities. And when the, when the Marash was mefar, when he delineated this, that the strength of the beetle in Olam HaToyu is connected to Behema. Basically, the Chabbat is saying that the Maharaj did something like what Adam Arishan did. He was Mamshich, he brought down and he revealed the innermost truth about the name Behema here in this world. Sheteva Habitl Shalab Pnimis. That, the, that what we see as just the natural docility, the is really 
the ultimate bittel that is found in its source to the only true existence. And that's why the behemoth is called behemoth, Bama. The kivon, shagam hatoikip deshor shabam mitzim bitula liyesh hamiti. And because even the strength of the animal and its menacing features comes from its source, and its source is a complete and total beetle to the yesh hamiti, lo yitachin shiyachasosholem minagid amiti laadam. Therefore, because it comes from such a holy source, it can't really be a true opponent to Adam. Atem Korean Adam, because we're called Adam or all Adam Adarab, on the contrary, the truth is that the world entire stands in a state of complete abnegation to serve B'nai Yisrael until this world becomes the Diras uh, Kfa, not a transient home for Hashem, but a permanent home for Hashem, to his essence, to his, uh, to his blessed Atmos. I apologize. I do not feel like um, I explained this last part with the deep Hasidus the way it should be, but I tried my best. Um, I, I Rifki, I think it was excellent. I just think there's a lot of Kabbalistic. Yeah, there's concept. a lot. There's a lot of Kabbalistic concepts mixed into this Sikha. So, I mean, wow. It's like, you have to, I have to learn it again. Yeah, we do. We all have to learn it again. Yeah. <laughs> Rifki, can I ask a question? Esther. <laughs> no, it's so I can't. No, you don't want? No, of course. What kind of question oh. is that question? I just wanted a clarification of what you said, just to understand it. I'm not sure it's a question, but it's a clarification because I was struggling with it. Um, what the Rebbe Maharaj said is what you're saying, is that when the Eris of Tohu, not really the Eris, the Kalim, Chesed, and Gvora and Teferis of Tohu didn't want to mix, they didn't want to interact, it wasn't because of a sense of self it was a sense of connection to Abishter alone and not anything else. Exactly. Right? It's, it's like Bedugmas, what happened to the sons of Aaron. Right. You know, why don't they teach it to us like that? Exactly. Not because, right. not because each one wants to win color war, because each one w- wants to go higher. That was it. So they it crashes. Because you must have interaction with the, this world. It I'm has sorry, to be, I missed something you said before. So it crashes because only connect, only wanting to live, to be connected to Abishter alone and not to interact with others, that crashes. Yeah, yeah. That that's the Olam of Toihu. That's right. That's, the that's it. When we when we learn about this, you don't. We learn a bit more of on a selfish level. They didn't want to, in, you know what I mean? Each one wanted to be self-contained. Right. But right. that's even on a spiritual level, if you don't connect down here with what's around you 
and only want to live a life connected to Abishter alone, that crashes. Yeah. I wanted to say something, um, Rifki. First of all, thank you very much. Um, just very fast. It's just amazing. This sikha comes right after a feeling that I had, and I was trying to express it here to my husband. I was saying that I, I had a lot of ladies and kids that I didn't know before come for Simchas Torah. <clears throat> and it was, it was a big atzlacha, but I was trying to explain to my husband that I wanted to remain at a certain level that they're my friends and we're friends and then they come to things, uh, and then they become closer to Yiddishkeit. If I'm just going to try to get them to come, uh, to, to become closer to Yiddishkeit, it, that's not my way of being and it's not going to work. I'm in a new city right now. So what I'm trying, and that's, that's um, the um, ches, not chelik, what do you say? The sif ches of this sicha. The whole idea that the, 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 the gashmias itself, it comes from the gashmias, the ruchnias. Not that you take the ruchnias into the gashmias. I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, anyway so that, that was my feeling. Whoever understood. I, I think you explained it beautifully. And it's, it's so beautiful, Rahi, that you shared that and to be able to see our experiences in these words. I mean, and I, I think, uh, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but I, I very much resonate with what you said, you know? And I think the Rebbe taught us that. People don't want to be projects. <laughs> they, they don't want to be a notch on your belt. They don't want to be another cookie popped out on your conveyor belt. They, right, they but you're explaining it the way I understood it till I learned the Sikha. So I, I understood it exactly that. I said, people don't want to be a project, right? But now I see that I, I have even foundation for what I, I felt in Chassidus. Yeah, but the emes emes is that even when they're your friend, they're bederach memela, you're being mashpi on them. So, right. No, but I'm saying that was all apisechel. Now I see that I'm even, I have a base for what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm good. Um, the question is how to get somebody that's so into uh, atzilus to, to understand that what I'm saying is not a selfish thing or it's not a gashmis behavior, thing. How do you bring that down? How do you convince them? Because <laughs> it's a big deal, you know, to, to, to see that it's it's not gedor, that it's 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 not from the nefesh Bahamas. Okay, thank you. Why do you have to convince them? You do you. Zevon Shanzen. Stop! Stop with the convincing. I, okay. I, you know, this is this is the greatness of getting older. You don't have to prove anything. Just do it. They'll see already. Um, Sipa, Thank you. And Sipa, saying any thoughts on Asaph coming from Tayu? So um, I, I'm not prepared to answer this properly. But if my memory serves me, that is Dafke why Yitzchak was so attracted to Asaph because he saw his shayush in Tayu. He saw his, his, his Mila, he saw where he was. However, because Yitzhak himself was blind to this physical world, was blind to the way things had to happen here. And, he, and Al-Tarab explains in a mimer that, that the transformation of this world had to happen dafka through Yaakov Avinu. Yitzhak thought he's gonna give the Gashmias to, to, to Esav and he's gonna give the Torah to Yaakov and it'll be like, like a, a partnership, like we say between Yisachar and Zvulun. 
But Altarab explains that it couldn't happen. It has to happen through Elamatikon. It has to happen through Yaakov. It can happen through Esav. Can I ask a question? Yeah, nobody has to has to ask. Okay, but it's not going to be about the end. The end is more like a mimer than a sicha, and I'm not gonna. But in the beginning of the sicha, when we're talking about the angels, malachim, um, so to speak, questioning Hashem, right? Uh-huh. Don't. That's where it doesn't resonate with me because the concept of a malach is someone is a malach has no bechira. So how could a malach question the Abish? I'm not sure if you have an answer or not, but if it's a rhetorical question or not, I think but it's I, a I'm very not good sure. question. I'm not sure I have a good answer. But the first thing that that comes to mind is that a malach is still a nivra. A malach still feels its own yeshus. In a way. That, that the animal doesn't somewhat counterintuitively. And that's what we learned in the, in the second half in, in what you said was more like a mimer. So maybe mitzad the fact that, uh, that that's why no malachim can exist in Ayla Matzilas because not even the most refined celestial type of nivra can exist on that level. Uh, so maybe mitzad the fact that a malach is a nivra, it can assert itself to a certain extent, like the Madrashim tell us, the Malachim asserted themselves as it were. But you're correct, the Malach doesn't have Bechira, but I think assertion and Bechira is still a different thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's another answer as well, but can I just add? Yeah, that please, please. It's, it's conceptually, um, forgive me if I'm saying a Malach is not real Malach angels standing and talking to Hashem, we all know that but I'm just saying it's more than a question um, sorry, did I get cut off? It's more than a question than, than, a, than like by asking or presenting, it's clarifying mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, did I just get cut off again? No, you didn't get cut off, and that's very, very good. That's a very, very good, good explanation. Yeah, thank you. A very good explanation. Rifki, am I correct in saying that there are different levels of angels? Absolutely. Hmm. So some have more right Chutzpah? to say. Huh? <laughs> Chutzpah? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's wonderful. Oh, Absolutely excellent. wonderful. Oh, wait, 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 we have, wait, we have, uh, um, Miriam wrote to Rachi in the chat. Should I read out loud for everyone that doesn't have their chat open? Just like your friends are not a project. You just connect to them on a personal level, whatever happens organically. So too, you may quote unquote, convince others, not with arguments or proofs, but rather through warmth and friendship and being you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. As we were talking, I thought the exact same thing as we were, as I was saying, what I was saying, I said, why don't they just do the same thing? Thank <laughs> you, Miriam. So we all, th- we're thinking alike. Thank you. But nice. Wishing everyone a, a good week in the Aved of Yaakov Halach Ladarkai. Thank and, you. Um, I'm hoping that everybody is feeling as relieved as I am. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about menus for another six meals, just another two. Um, and I'm sure our t-shirts are in the mail. They're coming from <laughs> And they do say, 
You got this. Thank you. All told everybody. Thank you.